This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. How am I feeling in my body? How am I relating to my body? Am I feeling comfortable? If that is feeling good and positive and like we're feeling in a good space there, I think those are stronger markers of long-term success than any number. Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Busson, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss fitness and fueling. First up, how to incorporate protein powder into your health regimen. Then we're going to bust some myths about the extreme fitness phenomenon, CrossFit training. And lastly, we're going to discuss moving away from dieting and towards mindful eating. But first, a little bit of business. Support for today's show comes from Purica. Inspired by nature and backed by science, Purica creates new horizons in health and wellness by empowering you with the finest whole foods, supplements, and lifestyle solutions. The Purica vision is a world where you achieve your fullest potential in every aspect of life, work, and play. Purica products are inspired by nature and are all vegan, non-GMO, and gluten-free. Purica natural supplements are also backed by Science and Health Canada approved, studied, tested, validated. Purica, a winner of Science and Technology Awards for Innovation, is Canadian-owned and Canadian-operated and proud to serve the world around us. The Purica roster of whole food products and natural supplements includes the flagship product Recovery for whole body health and pain relief, a suite of immunity products such as Purica Prevent and Purica Prevail, Immune 7 and Complete 360 to protect you and your family, a series of micronized medical mushrooms and specialized formulations for weight loss, vitality and menopause relief, along with the whole food products such as Purica Purola Granola Bars and Purica Power Vegan Protein. In addition to people products, Purica is also proud of the Purica Pet Line for small animals such as dogs and cats and Purica EQ for horses. Our first guest today is Melissa Blair. She's a training coach and one of Canada's foremost global fitness competitors, as well as a registered holistic nutritionist. She's a member of the team of Purica Ambassadors committed to providing you with healthy eating and training tips. For more information, check out Purica Ambassador Melissa Blair and her blogs at purica.com or email her at melissa at getfitlicious, that's G-E-T-F-I-T-L-I-C-I-O-U-S dot com. And for regular healthy eating and training tips, follow Purica on Twitter at, at Purica Wellness and like Purica on Facebook. Hi, Melissa. Welcome. Thank you. I brought you into the show today because I'm curious about protein powders. I came to health and wellness in my late 30s after losing 52 pounds, and for the next decade, most of my exercise was centered on aerobic calorie burning, like exercises like running and spinning. But now in my 50s, I've swapped out most of the aerobic exercise to strength and endurance training and high-intensity interval training to build you know, that ever-important muscle. Absolutely. So I know that if you want to grow and maintain muscle, you need protein. And a convenient way to get quality protein is to use a protein powder. So I guess our first question should be, how do you select a protein powder that's right for you? 
That's a great question. When you're looking for a protein powder, first and foremost, you probably want it to taste great according to your palate. So definitely something that is going to mix well is something that doesn't have a lot of fillers or additives. So I always guide people to look for just simple, clean ingredient, whether it's a whey isolate, a concentrate, a vegan, whatever form you're getting, don't get any extras or artificial sweeteners or fillers. So clean and pure. Okay, so for those who don't know, so a whey-based protein, that comes from milk, right? Correct. And vegan is vegetable-based? Correct. Okay. So beyond the taste and the mixability, what other factors should you be considering when you're looking at what type of powder is right for you? Protein. So not just with a with a powder, but any kind of food item, right. you want to look at its bioavailability. And what I mean by that is that how well does your body absorb the nutrients that you're actually ingesting? So with a protein powder, if you've got a powder that on average, whether it's an isolate, a concentrate, or a vegan, you're looking at about 25 to 30 grams of protein per serving is what your body can utilize during that meal. So if you've got one that brags about 45 or 50 grams, you're actually wasting that extra 20 to 25 grams of protein and your body then becomes acidic, which actually prevents muscle growth. So look for that magic number of 25 to 30. Okay. And so in addition to the, you know, how much protein you should be looking at to be capable of absorbed, when you say uh, bioavailability, explain the process of the absorption. So what factors go into that? So factors are just on a, a general health state is that how well does your digestive system work, period. So you want to okay. look at, you know, some protein powders, they'll include a digestive enzyme. So basically it begins the process of breaking down the nutrients when you're eating it. So when you chew food, definitely like chewing food breaks down that first process, right? Right. And so digestive enzymes or antioxidants that you can add in with like the chaga mushroom or basically digestive enzymes as an ingredient will help that or fermenting or sprouting when you're talking about a vegan protein powder. Fermented or sprouted is something definitely you should look for because if it's not, then basically by the time it goes through your digestion tract, you've maybe absorbed a third of what you potentially could have absorbed from that. Okay, so you you mentioned chaga mushrooms. Explain to me, when you go to CHFA, which is the health, you know... Playground. It's the playground (laughs) for everybody. Once a year in in Toronto, there's a huge convention and you get to see all the new products. And, And for the last couple of years, chaga mushrooms have been out there. So for our listeners, explain what that's about. So chaga is definitely like a hip word that you're hearing in the nutrition and sport world. And there's many, many benefits. One being they are a a super powerful antioxidant. They're also an immunomodulator. And what that means is that it primes your immune system to work better. So immunity is really important in staying healthy, in building muscle, and also just getting rid of the toxins that actually happen when you bodybuild you actually become, when you tear those muscle fibers, you become acidic and there is ash and you want that to get out of your system. So antioxidants are really important to do that. As well, chaga is a great adaptogen that supports your adrenals, which is your your stress support. Okay, so, so for those who don't know, can you explain a bit about what is an adaptogen? So an adaptogen is, it's kind of like a reminder to your body to do what it's not doing. So I always kind of explain to a client or, or an audience that the difference between an adaptogen and a supplement, when you take a supplement, when you take it, you've got it. And when you don't, you don't. That's why it's supplementary to your diet. 
An adaptogen is like, so for instance, with adrenal support, it's reminding your adrenal and your nervous system and whatever system you are supporting with that adaptogen to communicate better with each other. So it actually elongates the communication between like on a cellular level so that it's doing what it should do. So you might start with a higher dosage and as your body starts speaking to itself in a more clear manner, you can actually dose off and actually not take it any longer, which is ideally where you want to be. So does it act like a catalyst in sort of encouraging the body to absorb the nutrients that are they're taking in? Is that on a, how it works? On a digestive level, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. Absolutely. Okay. So we've been talking about how the vegan proteins are different from the whey isolate proteins, but you know, on an objective level... Why would somebody choose to take a vegan protein versus a whey protein? I, you know, Because some people don't need to understand the science. They just need to understand the practicality. It's really important to understand the why, absolutely. And with any nutritional habit, the key is variety. Our bodies are built to eat, digest, and process seasonally. So when you think, and you can go back into ancestor days of like hunt meat and summer, not so much. So we are a society that has meat available all the time. All the time. Right? So when you have, and a lot of times, you know, if you're not choosing organic, you've got a lot of hormones that just we are not supposed to be ingesting at that capacity. So when you slice in a vegan, maybe not a whole vegan diet, but just maybe a a vegan day. So out of seven days, pick a day where you're just going to go plant-based to give your body an opportunity to utilize the amino acids from all the meat proteins you've eaten on the other six days and just cleanse out and re-alkalize the system so that when you do have a properly portioned organic piece of meat, that your body's using the nutrients appropriately. And the other key thing is that if you eat the same thing every day, your body will build an allergy resistance to it. And that's where you'll see like inflammation happen. And when you have inflammation, you not only aren't going to digest properly, but you're not going to build muscle properly. You're not going to sleep properly and you're more prone to injury. Perfect. Well, thank you for coming in today and explaining the difference between the different proteins that are available. Next time you come back on the show, which is going to be next month, what do you want to talk about? Well, I think next month we're getting into the final month of the year where stress is probably a little bit high. And there's a great correlation when whether you're overweight or overstressed. So I think stress support during the holiday season would be a great topic to dive into. Great. I look forward to that. We've got to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get to the bottom of this CrossFit training madness on the tonic. I'd like to give a shout out to another sponsor, WeVibe, creators of the Couples Vibrator. WeVibe designs premium products that work with your body to enhance pleasure and intimacy for couples. Their line of vibrators is one of the most recognized and respected. With a team of world-class designers working closely with experts in sexuality, health and wellness, WeVibe continues to set new industry standards for designing intimate products that work beautifully in sync with the human body. Want to infuse more passion and connect with your partner in exciting new ways? Go to WeVibe.com. I'd also like to thank the Benvenuto Group. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. 
The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort, and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Over the last 25 years, Dr. Sheldon Levy has built an impressive career as a physician and serial entrepreneur. His work as a physician has included experience in cardiovascular surgery, emergency and trauma, and addictive medicine. Sheldon was president and medical director of Canada's largest privately owned independent medical assessment firm. Currently, Sheldon is the managing director of a boutique Toronto-based private equity firm, which specializes in various venture capital and private equity investments. Sheldon is also a dedicated CrossFitter and has competed both in the CrossFit Open and local competitions, as well as being an avid spinner. Sheldon is a CrossFit Level 1 trainer and co-founder of CrossFit YKV, which is a reflection of his passion for fitness and his desire to share his enthusiasm towards CrossFit with everyone. But I know Sheldon better as the guy who was one bike over from me in front row of our regular spin classes. Perfect form and a boundless motor, he pushed me harder in my effort to keep up with him than I think any instructor that ever taught us any classes. We'd chat before and after class, and he'd tell me about his love for CrossFit training. And for those who don't know about CrossFit, it's an intense workout regimen and competition that is featured on all the shoe commercials. You know, the guys flipping those monster truck tires across the room and such, and, you know, flicking the, the heavy ropes as though they're nothing. Welcome today, Sheldon. Thanks, Jamie. Great to be here. CrossFit is intimidating, and it can be intimidating to watch, but I think it's misunderstood. Let's play a game of true or false. You ready? Ready. Okay. So, first question. You need to be super fit to do CrossFit. True or false? False. I hear that all the time, Jamie. People come in and they say, I'm going to come back and join the gym once I get fit. It just doesn't make sense. It's like saying, I'm going to learn how to do a handstand from the lotus position before I learn to do shavasana. Makes no sense. Right. So CrossFit is for the unfit, the fit, and the very fit. And there's a natural progression with scaling of both movement and weights, proper instruction. It's for everybody, all ages. You know, when I, I went to your gym close to when it opened and, and we and we did an introductory class. Yeah. So listeners understand, so it isn't too intimidating. What sort of sure. stuff did we do when we were doing the introductory class? So a typical CrossFit lesson or class has four components. We have a cardiovascular warm-up, so it could be running or rowing, it could be burpees, number of different activities to get the heart rate up, dynamic warm-up, which involves stretching and mobility and joint activation. And then we'll have a strengthening component, and that could be anything with a bar. So you would do normal things that you would do in strength training, squatting, pressing, snatching. Well, maybe not snatching. That's maybe a little that's more a, That's a little yeah. I, Even I don't do snatches. And then the workouts are a combination of all of those activities in a set manner done for either time or reps. So it's a lot of stuff that you would do in other activities, be they burpees, push-ups, pull-ups, 
And then we add the gymnastics and we add the weight component. Great. Okay, so true or false? There's a huge time commitment to CrossFit. Well, I think there's a huge time commitment to anything that you want to take seriously. Okay. I think if you're an avid spinner, like you and I have been, we used to spin five, six times a week. Absolutely. You know, if you're into the gym, you're going every day or you're going four, five, six times a week. I think if you're going to do anything seriously, you're going to make a commitment to it. I don't think the commitment to get good at CrossFit is any different than the commitment to get good at yoga or spinning or high-intensity training. Okay. So, uh, you know, a concern when you see sort of, you know, I, I hesitate to use the word extreme, but, you know, some of the moves that, you know, the advanced CrossFitters do are extreme. True or false, does CrossFit lead to injury? I think that's a misconception. I think that's, you know, based on the fact that 10, 12, 15 years ago, CrossFit was really a sport in evolution. So it started off with a bunch of people working out in their garages or their gyms without instruction. And sure, if you do things improperly or you don't scale and load properly, you can get injured, but you can get injured running, biking, doing yoga. I think today with proper instruction and good coaching, what we're seeing is a lot less injuries as people learn to scale load and intensity in a gradual, safe manner. That makes sense. Okay. So last true or false question. Sure. People who do CrossFit become fanatics who only talk about CrossFit and therefore are avoided at cocktail parties. True or false? Well, okay. Truish. <laughs> Truish. Let's go with Truish. Truish. Because yeah. you, you <laughs> I think I think it's a passion. I think I think it's a real passion. And you know, when you get into it, it doesn't matter really what it is. I mean, I was out for dinner with someone the other night who's an avid wine collector and all they wanted to do was talk about wine. True. So I think if you have a passion, you naturally want to share it with people. You want to bring them into it. You want them to understand what you're doing. And so in that sense, truish. Fair enough. Okay, so last question. We have time for one last one. Perfect. CrossFit gyms are really sweaty garages. So again, yesteryear kind of stuff, right? right? So yeah, they used to be kind of less than pristine facilities, let's but, say. But I've been to your facility, which is absolutely gorgeous, I, th- I have to say. I think, thank you. I think with the evolution of the sport, there's also been an evolution of the facilities and an evolution in the quality of the equipment that's used. I like to think that we've kind of taken it to the next level, kind of boutique nicer, good showers, et cetera, the stuff that makes it a more comfortable environment for people to train in. And if somebody wanted to find about your gym, what's your website? Where should they go? It's uh, www.crossfityKV.com. And anybody's welcome to email me at Sheldon, S-H-E-L-D-O-N, at CrossFitYKV.com. I love hearing from people. I love taking questions. I love showing and touring the facility and, uh, you know, making people feel welcome. Thanks for coming in today, Sheldon. Pleasure. Thanks, Jamie. We're going to have to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about moving off diets and towards mindful eating on The Tonic. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take this opportunity to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Purely Natural. They're fourth generation master herbalists. It's a family-owned Canadian company that's been in business for over 100 years. They've been working with my company, Tonic Magazine, for over 10 years, and its principal, Joel Thuna, has been writing our fantastic preventative medicine column for over seven years. They're one of the original sponsors for the OMTO Yoga Festival. The company is certified GMP, kosher, and organic. 
For more information about Purely Natural, please visit their website, purelynatural.com. Hi, I'm Jamie Busson, and I'm the publisher of Tonic Magazine and the host of The Tonic. I just wanted to remind you that The Tonic Talk Show is brought to you by Tonic Magazine. Tonic is a health and wellness publication that I've been putting out for over 10 years. We're available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods, all in Toronto. You can learn more about the magazine by visiting our website, www.tonictoronto.com. And if you ever miss an episode of The Tonic, you can also hear it there. You're listening to The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Our next guest, Claire Legrelli, is a registered holistic nutritionist who's on a mission to empower people to food freedom. She graduated from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and runs her private practice in Toronto and online. Claire compassionately helps her clients rediscover their relationship with food. Her guiding principle is to start where you are. Claire also happens to be the author of our Nourished column in Tonic Magazine. Her article in the November issue is about the mistakes she made while dieting. That got us talking about our personal experiences with weight loss and our philosophies. And Claire told me about her thoughts on mindful eating. So Claire, welcome. Thank you. I want to start with a simple question. And what's the most common reason for people to fail or give up on their diets? Great question. And I think for the context of this conversation, it's important to define dieting, what okay, so that is. Let's start there. Yeah. Then. So for me, how I define dieting is intentionally trying to manipulate your body size through your food choices. And more often than not, that's going to be through restriction. And so when people are in that state of restricting and they eventually fail, so probably eat more than they had kind of allowed themselves to, or maybe eat the foods that were off limits, they think they're a failure. They think they're the ones who didn't have enough willpower, that they weren't strong enough. When in reality, it's actually a very normal response to being in a state of restriction and deprivation. So I always try and remind my clients or anyone who's struggling that you are not failing the diet. This framework of restriction and deprivation is actually failing you. So instead of dieting, what should people be doing? Because, you know, they're, they're, it's purpose-driven, right? People are deciding to lose weight for whatever reason, be it mm-hmm. health or, or emotional reasons. So what do you do if you don't diet? Mm-hmm. I think that what's more helpful in the long term, right? And if we really want to think about our health in the long term, right. focusing, taking the focus off weight and on well-being, Okay. And one way I like to start with clients is just just start paying more attention, like bringing more awareness to your habits and what you're eating. So maybe start to just notice how you feel after you eat certain foods. You know, maybe start to pay attention how you feel when you don't eat enough, like when you go too long without eating. What happens? You know, what's the fallout from that? And I find through that, through kind of bringing yourself into a place of discovery and awareness, there's more options there. There's more space for sustainable change versus sort of an external authority telling you what to do with your body. It typically doesn't last very long. Okay, I want to glom on to something that you just sort of mentioned in passing. And let's yeah. t- let's talk about sustainable change mm-hmm. because my experience was I... I put on a lot of weight. In my late 30s, I weighed 242 pounds, and it got to the point where I needed to lose the weight. 
And I lost 52 pounds over the course of one year. But that wasn't the hard part. The hard part was figuring out how am I going to stay where I needed to stay. And I'm not talking about like a a particular weight as a goal, but just sort of keeping, as you would put it, your wellness at a a certain level. So how do you how do you approach that? Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is a very common challenge for people who do lose weight with when that's their sort of at the forefront of their goals. And I think what's important is to regularly check in with yourself and really be honest with, okay, how am I feeling around food? Like, am I feeling at ease with food, with all foods? All foods should be able to fit in your life and with ease. How am I feeling in my body? How am I relating to my body? Am I feeling comfortable? And if if that is feeling good and positive and like we're feeling in a good space there, I think those are stronger markers of long-term success than any number because ultimately we don't know really where our body's going to end up. You know, we're constantly changing. And what I find to be more helpful for people is like day-to-day behaviors. What can you do on the on the day-to-day to feel well? Why do you think dieting is so bad for people? Why is it destructive in your in your view? Well, what happens when people go into that place of restriction and deprivation is that they then will most likely go into that space of overeating and begins this cycle of losing weight, then gaining weight. That's called weight cycling or yo-yo dieting. And that has a lot of health implications and takes a huge emotional toll on people. So I think that if we can just prevent that cycle from even starting, we are doing a lot more for our, our health in the long term and especially our mental health, which is a huge part of our overall health. For sure. So how would you approach that sort of mindful eating as opposed to the yo-yo dieting? What, what sort of tips would you give to somebody who's contemplating that? Well, you know, everyone's going to be different in terms of their, you know, lifestyle, like the pace of their life and, and what's doable for them. And so I always encourage people to, of course, start where they are and sort of weave it into your life in a way that's doable. So even if it feels really, really easy and like it's not really doing anything, I'll say in like air quotations, you know, maybe it's setting a timer on your phone that buzzes that goes off maybe three times a day. And it's just a check-in. Like, what do I need right now? How am I feeling? Many, many people never, ever check in with themselves. Like, you need to be your own caregiver. Fantastic. Well, I wanted to thank you for coming in today, and we're going to have you back in the new year because a lot of people are going to be contemplating diets, and we don't want them to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want them to think about approaching the weight and health issues a little bit differently. So will you come back in January to discuss that? I would love to. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Tonic. You can download this episode as a podcast on zoomerradio.ca and thetonic.ca. That's T-H-E-T-O-N-I-C.ca. We're also available for download on iTunes. For articles written by Claire Legrayley, please be sure to pick up your copy of Tonic Magazine. Tonic is available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods in Toronto. Or you can visit our website at www.tonictoronto.com. Please join us next week on The Tonic when we'll discuss changing your lifestyle to prevent adult-onset diabetes. Also, this year's best cookbooks to buy as holiday gifts for your friends and family who enjoy cooking at home. This is Jamie Busson wishing you a healthy week.
Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.